Okay, tonight's year is Parshas Va, on Parshas Vayakal Pekudai, the last section of Sefer Shmos. And again, just scheduling note, next week, by the Shem, there will be a Shear, it's by Parshas Vayikra, and there will be a Thursday night, those uh, Haggadah listeners of the past uh, number of years, the Haggadah Shear will be next Thursday night, hopefully it will be posted by then, and uh, by the Shem, there will be new material. Uh, so uh, those of you who have been listening the past couple of years, um, there are always new Haggadahs that come out. So Be'ez uh, Hashem, uh, it'll be up by next Thursday night. The following week, there will not be a Shear on Parsha Sav. Won't be able to give one that week, but the next week will be the Parsha and the, and the Haggadah. Okay, so Vayakel Pekudeh. Start off with one small thought from the Chiyucha Shel Torah. A little safer called Chiyucha Shel Torah with, with two three-liners. Vayakel Moshe, we know Rashi says at the beginning of the Parsha, Moshe gathered all of Chayishol together. When did he gather them together? When was this Vayakel? Moshe, Rashi says, the first Rashi, L'machras Yom HaKippurim, the day after Yom Kippur, Kishayarad Minahar, when he went down the mountain, when he came down to the mountain for the third time, for first 40 days were, right, he went to get from, from Shavuos to Shavas Batamas, that was the first 40, first Luchos, next 40, Shavas Batamas until Rosh Chodesh Elul, to get forgiveness for Klai Yisrael, and then the third 40 was Rosh Chodesh Elul till Yom Kippur, he comes down on Yom Kippur, and the day after Yom Kippur, Vayakal Moshe, he gathers all Klai Yisrael together to start commanding them. So the day after Yom Kippur, Alderach Drush, says the Chiyucha Shel Torah, Vayakal Moshe, when were all the Jews together? The day after Yom Kippur. To have Achdus on Yom Kippur doesn't take so much. We're all in Shul, we're all Ma'achid. To have the Achdus on Yom Kippur is wonderful. But to have the Achdus the day after Yom Kippur, that's something to talk about. Vayakal Moshe, Lamachras Yom HaKippurim. That's the challenge. To keep it up after Yom Kippur. To keep up the inspiration after Yom Kippur. To keep up the feelings after Yom Kippur. Vayakal Moshe, Lamachras Yom HaKippurim. Okay, so we know at the beginning of the Parsha, we have another discussion of Shabbos. We had Shabbos last week. We have Shabbos many times. We have Shabbos in Parshas Bracious. So again, a, you can never talk enough about Shabbos. So one halachic discussion uh, related to Shabbos, uh, and that is based on a Gemara in Mesechah's Yuma. The Gemara in Mesechah's Yuma on Daf Pei Hei, in source number two. The Gemara there... Has five. The, I didn't give you the whole Gemara, but the Gemara Yuma Daf Pehe has five or six different sources that teach us that when somebody's life is in danger, then one is Bechal Shabbos, and it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. Shabbos is pushed aside. Shabbos is uh, a life. The human life takes precedence over Shabbos. Even a Suffolk Pikuach Nefesh is Docha Shabbos. What's the source of that? And again, beginning of the Parsha. Sheshis Yavim Teasa Malacha. Oviyom Ashvi Shabbos Shabbason. So again, it's another Parsha to talk a little bit about Shabbos. Says the Gemara, what's the source? I gave you the last two sources in the Gemara. Rishim Menasia Omer. Rishim Menasia says, V'sham Ruvadei Yisrael Asa Shabbos. B'nei Yisrael keep Shabbos. Omer Torah. Chalel alav Shabbat achat. Kedesha Yishmar Shabbosos Harbe. Keep this Shabbos, or Chalel Shabbat Achas. Be Mechalel this Shabbos. If my life is in danger on one Shabbos, violate it. Don't keep this Shabbos. Save the life so that you could keep many more Shabbatot in the future. Chalel Shabbat Achat. Kedesha Yishmar Shabbosos Harbe. We learned it out from a passage in last week's parsha. V'shamru v'nei Yisrael Shabbos. Keep Shabbos. Keep many Shabbosim, even if that means you have to be Mechalo, one of them. That's source number one of, that we're going to mention. How do you know that Shabbos is pushed aside for Pikuach Nefesh? Amr Rabbi Yehuda, fourth line, Amr Shmuel. Rabbi Yehuda was a Talmud of Rav and Shmuel. So sometimes Rabbi Yehuda quotes Rav, sometimes Rabbi Yehuda quotes Shmuel. So here Rabbi Yehuda quotes Shmuel. If I would have been there, Says Shmuel, after these six or seven sources listed are in the Gemara, Hava Amina Didi Adifa Miditu. I have a better source than any of the other sources mentioned in the Gemara. What's the source? The Chaybahem, the Lo Shayamusbahem. Famous Pasik, you shall live by them. You shall live with the mitzvahs. You shouldn't die by the mitzvahs. There shouldn't be a mitzvah they have to die for, except the three, as we know, the big three have But other than that, you shall live with the mitzvahs, not die with the mitzvahs. And the Gemara ends off, Amar Rava, Lekulu Islu Percha, Barmi the Shmuel, the Leslu Percha. Shmuel, Shmuel is the best source. V'chai Bahem, V'lo Bahem. And that is the source that most poskim quote, V'chai Bahem. But, one or two Rishonim also quote the second to last source. 
Chalal Shabbat Achad Kedeshi Yishmar Shabbosos Harbe. Why is that significant? We'll see in a minute. But first, let's see where one of the Rishonim quotes that source. It's a Rambam in Hilchaz Mamrim. The Rambam in a totally different context quotes this source. What does the Rambam say in source number three? The Lebezdin La'akar Aftvarim Elu Lefisha'a if there is a law, Chazal, the rabbis, have the power to temporarily knock out a din. Harasha, don't do this now. Don't do this. Harasha, Eliyoh Navi is on Harakarmel. He can bring a carbon outside the base of Migdash. Aneni Hashem Aneni. Why? Because Nevi'e Habal, B'nai Yisrael, being led to the Avodah Zarah. Harasha, this is what I have to do. At various times in history, Chazal have the power to knock out a din. Continue. Even a din daraisa, Chazal could say, don't do this mitzvah. Don't do this. Don't prevent yourself from doing this avera. Ketzad, for example. Bezdin decides to make a rule in order to strengthen the Torah so people aren't led away. They can do whatever they want on a temporary basis to uproot a certain law. And then the Rambam says, he gives his mashal, last five lines. Just like Rahman al-Islan, sometimes a doctor will amputate a limb to save the body. Somebody, if somebody has an infection in the foot and it's spreading, you amputate the foot, Rahman al-Islan, to save the person's life. Just like on a person, we amputate to save the body. Kach bezdin morin bizmamin azmanim laver al-mixas ha-mitzvah slafishah. Kedeshi is kaimu kulan. So too, Bezdin will knock out a mitzvah. Every mitzvah symbolizes a part of our life. Bezdin can amputate one mitzvah in order to save the larger world of mitzvos. Bezdin will say, you can't do shofar this year because of the larger framework of Chilol Shabbos, of Shema Yavirenu. Many examples on a temporary basis. And then the Ramah Menzoaf. Kederech she'amru chachamim. Just like our rabbis tell us, in order to keep many Shabbatot. So you see the Ramah mentions this. Even though Shmuel in the Gemara said, Rava said that Shmuel's din was the best. Why is it so important what source is quoted? So I'll give you three quick examples of Halacha. That Halacha Lamaisa. We paskin a certain way in a certain case. Because of the svara of Chalel Shabbat Achat, Kedesh Yishmar Shabbosos Harbei. And Vachai Bohem wouldn't be good enough in order to, for the basis of the halacha. First halacha, now on the left, the left side, the left side, says the, says the Minchas Asher collects these uh, halachas. Rav Asher Weiss, in source number four on the left side. Line one, Kazav Aran Yuma. The Ran and Yuma says, and we pass in this way, The pregnant woman has something, she doesn't know what's going on. She feels that maybe, or we know for sure, the fetus is in danger. The fetus is not fully alive. The fetus is not an nefesh. We know the fetus is not an nefesh. After all, we know if the mother's life is in danger and the fetus is, is causing the mother's life to be in danger, the mother's life takes precedence. Because the mother is alive. The fetus is not fully alive. And yet we paskin that we could be Mechal Shabbos for an Ubar. Could drive to the hospital. Could be Mechal Shabbos for a fetus. Where does that come from? V'chai Bahem, Losha Yamas Bahem? He's not alive yet. It's not based on V'chai Bahem. Says the Ran. You know what it's based on? Chalel Shabbat Achat, Kedesh Yishmar Shabbosos Harbe. Be Mechal this Shabbos. So this fetus could have a whole life of keeping Shabbos. V'chai Bahem isn't good enough. Chalel Shabbat Achat, Another example where we see this source comes in. Tosvis and Mesechas Baba Metziah discusses Elio Hanavi, who had to do Tchias Hamesim to the Ben Hatsarfit. Elio Nitma line 15, the Ben Hatsarfit, Kedela Hachioso. Elio Hanavi was Metame himself, made himself Tame Kedela Hachioso in order to revive the son. Avshekohen Haya. For us, even though he was a Kohen, we know Elio was Pinchas, Sakharivim Matami himself. 
Not going to create a bit of himself. We should be koach nefesh to ocha kola Torah. Pikuach nefesh, seeking to be mitami himself. Vahalo pashut, the crowd of a chaybahem, the chaym nem of a lola mason. This isn't about Shabbos. This is about a different avera. Vahaybahem doesn't apply if somebody's already dead. To bring him back alive, you could violate and be mitami yourself. Elenira pashut, derach mitam chalal shabbat achakadish mershers abosos harbe. Another example. This svara, be machalel, one Shabbos, in order, in order to be, to keep many Shabbosos in the, in the future. Okay. Let's, um, we'll do the third one for now. But that's just one halachic um, idea in the parsha that we could mention based on, based on Hilcha Shabbos. Okay, now let's go back to some Agada. And we start, Perak Lamed Hay, Pasik Chav Hay and Chavav. Let's read the Pesukim. Lamed Hay, Chav Hay and Chavav. As we know, Vayakal Pekudai is a repeat of Truman Tetzave. Says the Pasik, Pasik Chav Hay, Lamed Hay Chav Hay. V'chol tavu. Every woman who is wise of heart wove all of the garments, all of the materials, all of the curtains. She took all of the threads and she wove it. Next Pasuk. All the women that were nosea liban, they raised their hearts to, to act with Chachma, they wove from the wool of the goats and they made all the materials of the Mishkan. Question one, what's the difference between Pasuk Chavhei and Pasuk Chavav? Both of them say that the women who are chachmat leiv, nasan liban, the women who are, are involved, they, they did the sewing in the Mishkan. What's the difference between chachmas leiv and nasan liban? What are those two categories of women? Second question. Look at Rashi. Rashi, tavu esa'izim, at pasach havav. He haisa umanus yaseira. Rashi here quotes a Gemara Masechah Shabbos. There was an amazing chachma that these women were doing with this weaving. They were able to weave with the wool while it was still on the sheep. Can't fathom how they did that. But that's what the Pazak says. Tavu esa'izim. Sorry? Right, they spun it. They spun it while it was still on the on the animal. Right, usually, you do the shearings, you do gozes, and then you take the wool and you deal with it. But they spun it while it was still on the animal. Wonderful, tavuasa izim. The question is asked of Yosef Nechemia Kornitzer. Why is it that that chazal is only on the second pasuk, pasuk chavav? The women that were in a song, Liban, Tavu Esa'izim. Okay, they get it from the phrase, the phrasing of they, they spun the, go- the goats. They didn't spin the goats. They spun the wall that was still on the goats. But is there a specific reason why that Chazal is only on the second Pasuk, Pasuk Chavav, and not on the first Pasuk, Pasuk Chavhei? Says of Yosef Nechemia Kornitzer, there were two groups of women that came to the Mishkan. There were the Chachma slave women and there were the Nisaoli Bo women. What's the difference? Let's read his words. Says of Yosef Nechemia, line 9, source number 5. Vahanira be'ezras Hashem Yisbarach, kvar amru chazal, chazal talasim esechas brachas, kala tole b'schus atzmo, tolin lo b'schus akherim. Klomar, kala somich al-kocho marim lo she'in kocho gadol kokach. If I rely on myself, if I think I'm so great, I could accomplish as my kochos, I will be proven wrong. And HaKadosh Baruch will prove to me, ultimately, that there are a lot of kochos beyond me. If I take a lot of the credit, then I will see my limitations. Hachanami. The first category of women were those who were chachma slave. They were wise women. They were women that came who thought they were chachamot. Who knew they were. But they came thinking, kochi v'otsem yadi. They had abilities. These women were tremendous spinners and weavers. They approached the malacha. We're the experts. Give it to us. Give us that tchelas and argaman. We're here. And they did it. They succeeded. They did wonderful work. That's pasik chafhei. Thank you. So they spun it and they did it. But then, they didn't go above and beyond 
what their kochos allowed them to do. They had a certain level of koach, of potential, and they did it. But, line 17, there were some women that did not have such abilities. They didn't have such great skill in the spinning area. But you know what they had? They had the rutzen to succeed. They had the deep desire to work for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Beis HaMikdash. What were they? Also Liban. They had uplifted hearts. They wanted to do it. They wanted to serve Hashem. L'shem shamayim, nasa osam l'kavel ha-malacha. V'samchu al-ezer shakai mimarom. They said, you know what? We'll try it. HaKadosh Baruch will do the rest. V'zu kalan Hashem asher nasa liban osana b'chachma. Shemiteva lo hayu chachma slave. Naturally, they didn't have such abilities. Ach liban nasa otan. Their hearts carried them. L'nasa otavar b'chachma. You know what? Let's try it. This is for Klai Yisrael. And because they didn't focus and rely only on their abilities, but it was all about doing it for Hashem. So Hashem gave them superhuman chachma and tavuos ha'izim, and they were able to do it on the on the sheep themselves. They were able to spin it, and that's what he says. Kapir Shrasi. Dafka on the second Pasik is Chazal. On Chavav, not on Chavhei. Because it's the Nasal Liban women that really made an amazing mark. Not just the Chachma slave women. Umusar Haskel Yotzemizeh. Says the last Robin Krakow. The Musar Haskel for us is. Imeis Lasos Lashem. Gama Chalash Yomar Gibarani. If somebody's doing something for the community, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for Am Yisrael, that's not a time to say, I can't do it. I don't have the gifts to do it. I have to try. I have to try. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help me do the rest. HaShem will do the rest for me and help me out with all of my abilities. Yosef Lechemia, on two categories of women, that came to help in the Mikdash, in the Mishka. Okay, continuing. Turning over the page. Perak Vav, Pasik Zayin. So after the repeat, the repetition of all of the Nidavis, all of the donations that were brought by Klai Yisrael, Pasik Hey, Lamed Vav Hey, Vayomra Moshe Leimor, Marbimam Vaviv, there's so much here. Halavai, every person who is in public public work trying to raise money, halavai, they should have this problem. Moshe says, enough, enough, enough. Uh, we should all have such building issues. Enough, so much, too much money to, to deal with. It's too much. So what happened? I saw Moshe. Moshe said that in an email. He sent out the message. Right? There was the, uh, there was the Midbar list. Right, he put it out. No more, we don't need any more. Fine, no more. Unbelievable amounts were brought. Everybody sent and sent and sent. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky just has a ha'ara. A ha'ara, a note. Source number six. Look at the, the chavivus, the precious quality the way that B'nai Yisrael looked at mitzvahs, they were so beloved to them. Because think about what's going on here. Shaharei, kama kesef izov avanim tovos v'chadome, nishtaka b'vinyan mishkan. How much was sent for the mishkan? Tons! It was too much for the mishkan. V'kama chadashim yagob And how much they worked tirelessly to build the mishkan. And now he says, think about it, ube emes, Think about it. How long was the Mishkan supposed to be built for? How long were they supposed to use the Mishkan for? A couple of days? A couple of weeks? How long were they supposed to build the Mishkan for? At this point in history, they were supposed to go into Eretz Yisrael very soon. They were going to build the Mishkan temporarily and then go into Eretz Yisrael Conquer the land and then build the base of Migdash. And yet, B'nai Yisrael did not stop giving. And yet, nobody said, How long is my plaque going to be up there for? 
How long? Nobody worried about that. Nobody worried about the monuments. This Mishkan was only going to be for a short amount of time, but you know what? There was such lishma in how they did it, they didn't care. They sent and sent and sent. Don't worry about it. They would have gone into Eretz Yisrael and built the base of Migdash. So what does it come out? To give Hashem a little spot temporarily to reside His presence. We don't know what the Schar Mitzvahs are. We have to be careful about every Mitzvah. That's what this shows you. Klai Yisrael's love for Vasuli Mikdash. That's the message. The overall message that we get from this, so many donations and so much was sent. And yet we have to realize it was just for temp- a temporary giving and yet B'nai Yisrael give it. They were totally besimcha. They weren't interested in the credit that they were going, they were going to get. It's so one thought to put in here, which I, is not on the sheet, because I saw it after I made the sheet, that I wanted to mention. Talk about Yaakov Akuta, you have to talk about the mirrors. Every year you have to one thought about the, uh, the mirrors. Lamed Ches, moving now towards the end of Vayakel. Towards the end of Vayakel. Lamed Ches Ches. As we know, separate Parsha. Vayas es hakiyar nechoshes, ves kanon nechoshes. Made the kiyar, the place where the Kohanim washed their hands. Ves kanon, the base the kiyar which stood in between the Mizbeach and the Hecho. The kiyar there, the Kohanim washed their hands and their feet before they did any Avodah. But what was it made out of? Bemaros Hatsovos. With the mirrors. Asher Tzavu Pesach Which mirrors? We spoke about last year a little bit. The mirrors from Benos Yisrael and Mitzrayim. But it was made out of mirrors. Why was it so important that the kiyar had a mirror? It's made out of mirrors. And it's the source of having a sink with a mirror in front of you. What's the source of that? Why is it important to have a mirror? The Kohanim have to look at themselves in the, in the mirror before they do the Avodah? So in Bukharasal HaShavah's Oneg, in the second volume, a thought is quoted from the Magad Mezrich. He quotes, it's not on your sheet, Shitzara kaladam livchonet atzmo ki'ilu humabit bamara. Every once in a while, maybe more than every once in a while, we have to look in the mirror. We have to look and analyze ourselves. It's very easy to look at other people. All day we're looking at other people and saying what's wrong with them. But how often do we look at ourselves and point out what's wrong with us? That is why before the Kohanim, every single day, started the Avoda, they looked in the mirror. They had to go to... Every morning, you, you do the Avoda without washing your hands and feet... It's a daraisa. Gotta wash your hands and feet. When you're washing your hands and feet, you look in the mirror. So instead of focusing on others, I focus on myself. If I look at my friend, I gotta look at me first. I gotta look at myself first. And that's the tafkid of the Maros Hatsovos. To remind the Kohanim, don't just look at everybody else. We've gotta look at ourselves. Maybe we could use that, right, for ourselves. We don't have to have the kiyar. We wake up in the morning, we look in the mirror. One of the reasons we wash our hands every morning, Nitzilas Yadayim, various reasons. We wash it three times because of the Ruach Ra. But the other two reasons, why do we wash our hands in the morning? Number one, because we might have touched one of the Makomas HaMechusim, one of the covered spots on our body. But the other reason in the Rishonim given is we are like the Kohen, starting the Avoda every morning. We have an Avoda to do. So we wash our hands in the morning. Like the Kohen who's Makadish in the Kiyar. So if that's true every morning for Nitzilas Yadayim, so maybe we could stretch it when we look in the mirror in the morning. We should remember, let me look at myself a little bit, not so much at other people. The Maros at Sovos on the, on the Kiyar. Okay. Continuing. Perak Lamedches, Pasik Chavbeis. Lamedches Chavbeis. Fourth to last Pasik in uh, beginning. Beginning, I'm sorry, of uh, Pekude. Got to give equal time. We have three or four thoughts on Bayakel. Now three or four, th- four thoughts on Pekude. Pekudi starts off. These are Pekudi Amishkan. Ubitzala ben Uri ben Chodol Matei Yehuda. Asa es Kol Asher Tziv Hashem es Moshe. Ubitzala did exactly what Moshe said. He's Kol Asher Tziv Hashem es Moshe. Rashi quotes everything. Oh, I didn't translate it correctly. Everything that Hashem commanded Moshe, Ubitzala did. So Rashi picks up on that. The pasuk doesn't say he did everything that Moshe told him to do. 
The Pasuk says he did everything that Hashem told Moshe to do. It says Rashi, Asher Tziva Oso Moshe Inksivkan. Does not say he did everything that Moshe commanded him to do. Elakol Asher Tziva Hashem es Moshe. He did everything that Hashem told Moshe to do. Afilu Dvarim Shalo Amar Lo Rabo. Hiskima Daitu L'Masha Amar L'Moshe Misinai. B'Tzala was such a Chacham. He figured out things that Moshe didn't even tell him. Hashem told Moshe something. Moshe did not tell B'Tzalel. And B'Tzalel figured out that this is what Hashem wanted him to do. What was that? What didn't Moshe tell him? Ki Moshe tziva l'B'Tzalel la'asos t'chila kelim v'yachar kach mishkan. Moshe told B'Tzalel, first build the kelim. The Aron, the Menorah. First build all the kelim. You know what? And then build the mishkan. Then build the structure. That's what Moshe told him to do. Look at Parshas Truma. Parshas Truma is all about the kelim first. And then at the end of Truma, you have the walls, the Krushim, and then the Urios. But first comes the Kalim. Amal Betzal, Betzal tells Moshe, Usually you build a house first, and then you bring all the items that go into the house. You know, imagine bringing your lift, bringing a big a moving, and they put everything where the house is supposed to be, and then say, okay, then you build a contractor and build a house around the stuff. You don't do it that way. First you build a house, and then you put everything in it. So it says, but Salah, why are you telling me to build the Kalim first? And then the Mishkan. Oh my low, says Moshe to B'Tzalel, how do you know that? Kach shamati That's exactly what Hashem told me to do. I switched it. Omer lo, Moshe, B'Tzel kel hayita. You must be in the shadow of God. B'Tzalel. B'Tzel Kel, Kivada Kachtzivu Liyakadosh Baruch Hu. That is what Hashem told me. V'Kachin Asa Hamishkan Tchila V'Akach Asa Kelim. And that's exactly what B'Tzalel did. First, he built the Mishkan, the Krushim, the structure, and then he built and worked on the Kelim. That is the Rashi. Oh, so that's what we're going to talk about. Says, and the, really Rashi is based on a Gemara in Masechas Brachas. I gave it to you, source number eight. B'tzal el Hashem Chachmaso Nikra. B'tzal the name comes from B'tzal el B'shash Amol Hakadosh Baruch Hu LeMoshe Leich Amol B'tzal el Asilim Mishkan Aron VeKelim Moshe was Mahapechet Moshe switched it build the Aron and the Kelim first and then he says to Moshe what are you talking about and Moshe says you're right the question of the Pnei Yehoshua is what did Moshe do that for then if B'tzal was right that first, it made so much sense and Moshe was even asking afterwards and that's what Hashem told Moshe. So what did Moshe switch it for? Moshe when he gets to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe we know was right the Shechinah Medaberes Mitol Krono exactly what Kadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe. Moshe said it's a Navi. We'll give him the right to switch it. Why did he switch what Kadosh Baruch Hu told him? Hashem says first build the Mishkan and then build the Kalim. Moshe tells Betzalel first build the Kalim and then build the Mishkan. Betzalel said no 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 it doesn't make sense. First you got to build the Mishkan then build the Kalim. Oh you're right that's what Hashem told me to do. So why did Moshe switch it for? That's the Kasha of the Pnei Yeshua and that Kamara in Masechah's Brachas. So there are many answers given to this question. The Pnei Yeshua has his answer. We're going to have a different answer from the Gaon Yaakov. The Gaon Yaakov is one of the Mepharshim in the Ein Yaakov. The Ein Yaakov, one of the great Svarman Agadatah, uh, which has, has four or five Svarim in it. So one of them is the Gaon Yaakov. So on that Kamar and Brachas, that answer is given. The following answer is given, which I gave you in source number nine, quoted here in the Kamotzi Shalal Rav on Parshas Pekude. Alderak Drush. Let's start with line 13. He quoted the question of the Pnei Yeshua, and now he says, Because of all of these problems, the Gun Yaakov is the following answer. With the following introduction. Everything about the Mishkan, every kli, every curtain, every bolt, every screw, everything about the Mishkan, I'm on line 15 in source number 9. Everything in the Mishkan had a physical embodiment. It had a physical goof. You saw it. You could touch it. It was tangible. It was physical. And there was a lavush pnimi as well. There was a pnimius. There was an ashama to the menorah. There was an ashama, not an ashama like, like we know it, but there was the significance, the inner significance of the menorah, of the aron, of the kruvim, of every board. Everything had a lavush chitzoni 
and a levush pnimi. Hagash halavush hachitzoni hagashmi, the physical part of every kli, hu amatara hagashmish, shalishman nasa kolechem and akilam avagadim. They were each made with perfect precision. They were made in the physical realm. They were physical raw materials and they were made perfectly. That was the goof. But we know there were special kavanas that were used when the Mishkan was built. But there was also the inside of the kalim, the neshama of the kalim. Or pnimi, v'ruchnius elokis. There was the inner light, the godly ruchnius, v'seichel nivdal. There was a pnimius. Even the sun, the con- we know, like, oh, only humans have a neshama. The sun and the moon, we say also praise Hashem. Right? We say, we, we say in Keladon every Shabbos morning, Yitzaram bedas babino v'haskel. He created them to have das and haskel. That's how one of the Mepharshim explain it. So, so to here. Every kli, every physical kli has a, has a neshama. V'shneim naso edei b'tzalel. V'aleim namar, and that's what it means. It's, the Mishkan is described as Maisa Charash V'choshev. What's the double Ashon? Charash. That's the artisans. That's the physical Charashim. The people who worked. Al Maisa Hagashmi Shalakalim. V'choshev. It's the Machshavis. It's the Lashma element. There was a Panimi created. So every Kli, every item in the Mishkan, there was a physical realm and there was the spiritual Panimi realm. Vihine. Says the Gon Yaakov on 21. When we see anything that has physical and spiritual properties to it, what do we recognize first? What do we recognize first? You see somebody coming down the street. First, you see them. You see them physically. You see they're physical because we live in a Gashmi world. So what we recognize first is the Gashmi. If you don't know somebody, so you meet them. Hi, how are you? You meet them physically. You get to know them. You realize their personality. We realize what makes them tick. We realize what's, what's their mahus, the previous in the person. But that only comes afterwards. Because in the physical Gashmi world that we live in, first comes the recognition of the Gashmi side of it, and then comes the Ruchni side of it. Only afterwards the inside. For example, as I just said, we see Ruvain coming down the street. Kodim anu Romans gufo. First we see Ruvain's body or the etzemubasar, skin, bones, and flesh. Meaning we see Ruvain physically. We see him moving. We realize, oh, there's a life inside. We see that he's alive. And we talk to him a little bit. And we realize what he's all about. So that's when we realize his panemius. Says the Gon Yaakov, though. That's only in this world. In this world, first we recognize the Gashmi first, and then we recognize, then we recognize the Ruchni. Kol zehu ba'olam azeh, line twenty-six. Ach ba'olam ruchani. Shom aruchnius krova yosem and agashmius. If you live in a ruchnius world, then the first thing you recognize is the ruchnius, is what's inside. Lachin kodem kol margishem b'sad ruchani v'yachalachem ikein sad gashmi. In a Ruchni's world. So then, what would we recognize first? The Tzad Ruchani, the Tzad Pnimi. And only afterwards, the Tzad Gashmi. So says the Gon Yaakov now. Every Klei Amishkan, let's put it all together to try to answer the question of the Pnei Yoshua. Every Kli, every item in the Mishkan had a Lovush Chitzoni, a physical existence, and a Pnimi, a spiritual inner existence. So what do you do first? What do you mention first? Mishum Kach, line four. Moshe Rabbeinu. What did we start off this year tonight? Lomachmas Yom Kippurim. For the past 120 days, he has been on the top of Harsinai. What type of existence is he coming from? Where has he been? He hasn't eaten a good meal in 120 days. He's in Olam HaRuchni. He's coming from Ruchnius. What does Moshe see first? What's his focus in life? What does he recognize? He recognizes the ruchnius of the kalim. And the inside of the kalim, you focus on the most special kli, because it has the most special ruchnius. And that's the aron, and the menorah, 
and the Kalim. Mishum Kach Laakar Shemosh Rabbeinu Shobar Abarim Yom. He got the Tzivu of Hashem, but you know what? Moshe was in such a Ruchni world. Kolsam Yemenu Agashmius. Aches Dachiklius Ruchani. Keechon Mitzvah Marom. He wasn't eating. He wasn't drinking. And Hashem tells him. Hashem tells him. Line seven. Kemara Asher Haresa Bahar V'chein Tasu. Like these Kalim that I showed you and described to you, like these do. So Moshe says, like these? Up here, I see Ruchnius first. Up here, I saw Pnimi first. He sees the Kalim first because that's the most Ruchnius part of the Mishkan. And that's why he tells, but Salel, you got to make the Kalim first. Because what stands out in Moshe Rabbeinu's mind? The Tzad HaRuchni, the Tzad HaPnimi of the Kalim. But he comes down to B'Tzalel. And B'Tzalel, very spiritual person, but B'Tzalel is living in Olam Hazeh. B'Tzalel realizes what you have to do to build a Mishkan, a physical world, which will house the Pnimius. But you have to have proper rules for the physical world. Line 14, He's in charge of both. Which comes first though? He knows what to do. 16, Kalem that I'm making. Moshe, I'm making these Kalem. I am physically fashioning these Kalem. In other words, what does Betzalel say? The kalim that you saw on the mountain, that's fine. You can make those kalim first. But I'm building my kalim. Kalim shaniose. These kalim, where would I put them? I have to first focus on the physical. And the most physical is the outside, the walls. And then you go in and in until you get to the most spiritual inside. So what does Moshe responds? You're right. Bitzel kel hayita. In the shadow of God. What in the shadow of God? I've been up with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I didn't realize that down here is only the shadow. It's the Olam Agashmi. B'tzel kel hayita. Now I realize, you're right. He didn't switch it on purpose. He realized where he was coming from. But now I realize this Mishkan, it's got to be for the Olam Agashmi first. B'tzel kel, you were in the shadow. You realize, you have it right. You know exactly what is needed. That's a Gon Yaakov to answer the prayer Yeshua's Kasha. On the second pasuk in Parshas Bakute. Okay, continuing. Lamites Yudalid. Lamites Yudalid, all about the Begadim. Pasuk Ches already starts talking about the Choshen, all of the stones that are mentioned on the Choshen, the 12 stones mentioned on the Choshen, and the Aphod, um, all the Kalim are, are, are mentioned. Ha'ara, mentioned by Rebetzion Fierer, contemporary, semi-contemporary, in one of his many sets of svarim, set called Panim Chadashim Batora. Panim Chadashim Batora. Says the Rebetzion Fierer, there's one kli that's missing in Pekude that is mentioned in Tetzaveh. He has part one and part two of his vart, and that is the Urim Vitumim. The Urim Vitumim are not mentioned in Pekude. It's an amazing pickup. Why aren't the Urmit the Choshen's mentioned? You put the Urmitumim inside the Choshen, so why aren't the Urmitumim mentioned? The special Shem Hashem you put inside, it helps the letters light up. So why aren't the Urmitumim mentioned? It's also part of the part of the dress of the Kohen Gadol. Line source eleven. Kan Vesipar Lasias Bagadim Aina Kosov Maskaras Urmitumim Shahi Bachoshen. Vilba Pashis Titsave Bitsivu Yalasias Bagadim Maskara Kosov Gamas Urmasatumim. So, answer, very insightful on the mark, line 10. What's the purpose of Tetzaveh? What's the purpose of Pekude? Tetzaveh is not just about the description of the Begadim. Tetzaveh also includes the purpose of the Begadim, the Tachlus of the Begadim. L'chavod ulisifares is mentioned in Tetzaveh. It's not mentioned in Pekude. Tetzav is about description plus tachlis, goal, function. Pekude is purely description. As we know, Chazal tell us, 
The Urim Bitumim is not a required beged of the Kohen Gadol. After all, second base Hamigdash, there was no Urim Bitumim. The Gemara Masechus Yuma says there were a number of items missing in the second base Hamigdash. There was no Urim Bitumim, and yet they did Avoda. Haraya, that shows that you don't need the Urim Bitumim to do the Avoda. You need the Choshen. The Urim Bitumim goes inside the Choshen. And Pekudi is just about describing the Big Day Kahuna. Not, what is the Choshen used for if the Urmatumim are in it is to light up and give answers to our questions. That's function. Description of the Begadim, you don't need to mention the Urmatumim. You don't need to mention it. Lochein beparshatenu ba mesupar ach verak alasiyas ha-Begadim velo al-ofen ha-shimish bohem e makom l-saper al-Urmatumim shalohayu chelak mi big kahuna. It wasn't really part of the Begadim. The gam beladim in Kohen Gadim achuz ha-Begadim. Lumadzos. But in contrast to this, the Parshas Tetzaveh Ba Kasuv Lorak Inyan Nasiyas Abagadim. The Tzav is not just about the description. Elagam Ofen Hashimish Bahem. Also, how they're used, what they're used for, what's the function? Kemo How Bashatam Vakravas Karbanos Mehem Wearing them Karbanos. That is all mentioned only in Tetzaveh and Anipakute. Part one. Question: Why is it in there? Differences between Tetzaveh and Pakute. But then he continues. Fascinating. We know that the Urmatumim, we discussed this last year, Parshat Tesava, the Urmatumim went inside the Choshen, and the way that it worked was when a question was asked, the letters lit up, and in that way, the Kohen Gadol, or the Kohanim, would be able to read and decipher an answer. The question, though, Chazal asks is, not all letters are in the names of the Shvatim. What if you have to give an answer with a Tzadik? A Tzadik. Right? Sadi is not on any, in any of the Shvatim's names. What, do you have to give, what if you have to give an answer with that? Fourth, third to last line. Don't worry. The Abbas were also on the Choshen. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were also written there. So, Sadi is taken care of. It's in Yitzchak. So, Gemara says, he's still missing. You have all the Shvatim. You have Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. There's no tests. There's no tests. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and all the Shvatim, there's no test there. Chazal said it. Don't try to figure it out. Vahaloksev test. Answer, there were another two words. Shifte Yishurun. The Shvatim of Yishurun, so called right Pasuk in Zosabrach, uh, I think. Shifte Yishurun. That was also. So it said, on top of, on the Shvatim, there were 12 stones. Every Sheva got a stone. So on top of the Shvatim, it said, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Shifti, Yishurun. So Aleph, Bez were on the top of the first one. Or Aleph, Bez, Reish. However, it was split up. It was split across. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Shifti, Yishurun. Ask her, Betzion, Fearer. Wouldn't it have been neater to just make another row of stones on the Choshen? So you didn't have to have 12. There were 12 Shvatim. Just have 16 stones and have another row with Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Shifti, Shurun. You have, to, you have to squeeze it in, to squeeze in the letters. You know, it's probably hard enough to, to write one thing on a, on a little stone. To have to squeeze in Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. Just give Avram his own stone and give Yitzchak his own stone and Yaakov and Shifti, Shurun. Wonderful. Why do you, it, will, it will be even. Nice four and four, a beautiful grid. Right? So why, why, why do you have to squeeze it? Give him their own row. Never saw that question before. Why'd you squeeze it in? Two answers. Two answers. Each one teaches us something. Aleph, on line eight. Why? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov aren't split. They are a unit. They are the foundation of our faith. The Shifte Ka, the Shvatim, yes, that's B'nai Yisrael. We each have our own kochos, our own talents. And the Magad Avram quotes on Hilchas Tfila that there are 12 windows in a shul. There's a Midah because every Shevet Tfila goes through its own window to Shamayim. So the, once you get to the Shvatim, we each have our own flag. Then we're split. But the Avos are for everybody. And it's a unit of Avos. Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov. Shlosha, Nikru, Avos. But they all won. They're all the Avos of the our forefathers. There's only one bracha 
about the Avos. Elokei Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is all the first bracha. If we would have written them on separate bracha, on separate stones, it wouldn't have worked. And you can't write all three of them on one and then shift the short on another one because then what, three, 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 and two? Doesn't, 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 uh, four, 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 and two? You have, to, you have to figure out the shapes? Oh, that's, that's not a kasha. So answer number one is the Avos are a unit. They have to be either on one stone or spread out over all the shvatim because in that way they are not separated from each other. But then there's another answer. And this could be used at a simcha if anybody has to uh, speak the Shabbos. Line 18. Base. You can't write the Avos on their own stones. Why? Those Shvatim can be different from each other. Parents, fathers, and children, you can't separate. Every child comes from the father. Children are shaped and created by their parents. And if we would have Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov on separate stones, as if to say, here are the parents and here are the children, you can't have that. The children come from the fathers. Each child is allowed to be different from each other, but each child's got to get something from the parents. Each child is molded by the parents. Right? Children cannot be, they can be different from each other. Right? We, look at, uh, we look at kids, they can be, oh, they all look different, but there's a little of the mother in that one, a little of the father in that one. The difference on the avos, each av and the avos are all spread out on all of the shvatim stones because you can't separate the parents and the children. Line 25. Don't have a separate stone for the fathers. If they don't have their own stone, just spread them out on all the kids. Because all the kids got something from the parents. And the parents are marshpia on each of the children. And on all the shifte yeshurin. And therefore, at the end, lomar, there are no differences. Each child gets a little bit of the parent, right? The, the whole, you don't have Avraham on Ruvain Stone, the entire Avraham. You have a little bit of Avraham on, Avra, on Ruvain Stone. You have Aleph and Beis, because a little bit of Avraham went to Ruvain, a little bit of Avraham went to Shimon. Keeps going, because they all got some from the parents. And even though the last few got Shifti Yishurin, they didn't get the Avos, but it's still not a separation of the Avos from the Bud. This fits into what Rav Goldach says, Various places, even the word stones, it fits for, per, perfectly. To, the word even is av and ben. I'm talking about stones. Even is av and ben. Or he also says, even is abba, ben, neched. Right? Three generations. So even the word even, it's all about avanim, parents and children. Even the word itself reflects the relationship. Okay, one more thought for the night. And then we have, I don't think we've ever quoted him before, Reb David Feinstein. Reb David Feinstein, Reb Moshe's son, his sefer on Flemish, Kol Dodi. This time of year, the Kol Dodi is famous, though. This time of year. Because the Chumrah of Reb Moshe, not to have grape juice at the Seder, he's the only post who says that, is not written in the Egris Moshe. It's in the Kol Dodi Haggadah. Reb David Feinstein quotes his father. They shouldn't have great camp because you need Yain HaMashacher. Even according to Reb Moshe, you can mix it with a little wine, you're fine. But that Chumrah is in the Kol Dodi Agada. It's not in the, uh, in the Igris Moshe. I don't think. Maybe it's in the Pastor's volume. They put it in. But it's in the, in the Kol Dodi Agada. Anyway, so the end of the Parsha. The end of the... Actually, we did quote him once before. I remember. Because he quotes all of the uh, thoughts about how many Psukim are in each Parsha. So we did quote him once before. Okay. Uh, says the Torah at the end of the Parsha. We know that the, the culmination of this Sefer, of Sefer Shmos, which started so off, Klai Yisrael, going down to Mitzrayim, the culmination, as we spoke about a little bit last year, is the Mishkan. And Hashra's Hashchin, the last Pasuk, Ki Anan Hashem ala Mishkan Yomam, the cloud comes down. This is the ultimate. The purpose wasn't just Harsina, which was a one-time event. It was Hashra's Hashchin of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu amongst Klai Yisrael. This was the ultimate purpose of the entire Sefer. But if you look in the third to last Pasuk, 
When the cloud left the Mishkan, B'nai Yisrael left. Right? So the cloud, time to go. And if the cloud didn't move, then they didn't leave. They didn't leave. Rabbi David Feinstein points out that there's an extra letter in Pasuk Yudzayin. Vilo Yisu. What is that vav? Previous Pasuk says, when the cloud moved, B'nai Yisrael traveled. And when the cloud didn't move, and B'nai Yisrael didn't travel. What do you mean, and? When the cloud moved, B'nai Yisrael traveled. The cloud didn't move, B'nai Yisrael didn't travel. No, it says, and when the cloud didn't move, and B'nai Yisrael didn't travel. It's an extra vav. Extra vav. What's that extra vav teaching me? They didn't, the cloud didn't move, and they didn't travel. Says Rav David Feinstein in the last source. The word and, line 5, tells us that not only would the Jews not travel if Hashem did not command it, they would not even want to travel without Hashem's command. So difficult was it for them even to contemplate separating themselves from the divine presence in their camp. This is a higher level than the one we spoke of above. Not only did they do what they were told, they wanted to do it in that way. The level that we strive to achieve is not just doing the mitzvahs, but wanting to do the mitzvahs. Having a desire. The cloud's not moving. I have no desire to go anywhere. The cloud moves. Okay, I'm ready. That's the extra vav. The cloud didn't move and B'nai Yisrael didn't move. And B'nai Yisrael didn't move because they didn't want to move. Because, as it says in Turkey Avos, their ratzon was a Kaddish Baruch Hu's ratzon. They were able to condition themselves like we saw before from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. It's all the shame Shemaim. Just take all of our money. We're not going to have a, a plaque. Don't worry about it. It's only going to be for two weeks, the Mishkan. Don't worry about it. Because their Ratzon, they developed into exactly HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzon. When there comes any mitzvah our way, we should try to reach the level of not just doing it because we have to do it. It's not an ol. We call it an ol mitzvah. But it shouldn't be an ol. It shouldn't be a burden. It should be something that we run to do, that we love to do, and that we try to do. And this is two-fifths of the Torah as we get through Parshas Pekudei and we should be mechadish ourselves on this Parshas HaChodesh mechadish ourselves to really make sure that we want to do all the mitzvahs and not just force ourselves to do it because the Kaddish Baruch Hu says so.